The views and opinions of the following show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of News Talk 1450 WOL, Radio 1 Incorporated, or their management. I want to just say first and foremost, happy Monday here on the Uncle Devin Show. And that's right, I'm Uncle Devin, the children's drum cushionist, and it is an honor to be here with you for another show. And we're going to have a wonderful show, which is brought to you by I Am We Nation Radio. That's Family Music Beats for Little Feet. Uh, it's the first 24-7 online children's music radio station that provides music beyond the status quo. That's music uh, where you find from hip-hop, jazz, go-go, all for little children. Just go to imwenation.com. That's imwenation with two E's dot com. It is a pleasure to be here. I hope all is having a, everyone's having a wonderful time. Um, if you want to call in to today's show, you can do so by reaching us at 1-800-450-7876. That's 1-800-450-7876. And this is our last show for the year 2019. And before I get to my wonderful uh, guests, um, I just want to kind of give a quick little recap of just a wonderful year that we've had and um, i'm just so grateful i gotta first give a shout out to my parents uh reverend and john uh reverend and mrs john walker senior uh for just instilling in me um a sense of value and and love and and helping me to um have the confidence to know that that, that i and their little their, their son can make a change in the world and also uh, all my, my family, my entire family, got to definitely give a shout out to, uh, couldn't do halfway of any of this if it wasn't for my wife, Lolita. Thank you, Lita. And, uh, and but again, just a marvelous year. Um, we opened up in the beginning of the year uh, where I became a, artist, a teaching artist with Wolf Trap, the Wolf Trap Teaching Artist, where we go out and do residencies to help integrate uh, uh, the school's uh, really music into the uh, curriculum. And I've had so much fun. I've learned so much. I'm learning uh, a lot about how not only to uh, use music as a part of curriculum, but also to do professional development for for teachers. And it's such a such a wonderful opportunity. I uh, had the chance to, for the first time last year, go to the National Association of, I think it's Music Manufacturers Conference or the NAM Conference. Man, that was awesome. And then big shout out to Middle C Music uh, in D.C., for uh, giving us that opportunity to uh, go there underneath their their behalf, uh, that was so much fun. I mean, I I can just go on and on. I mean, last year, well, this year uh, was the first time we were able to go from thirty minutes to now we have a whole hour here, right here on WOL fourteen fifty AM, and that's just an honor because this is the first radio program in Radio One's history dedicated specifically to educating parents, teachers, and guardians about the importance that music and arts plays in a child's development. And it's part of our goal to eradicate music adultification, a term that I will come up with uh, that pretty much talks about how we need to stop forcing our children to listen to inappropriate adult music instead of age-appropriate and culturally relevant music. So, um, I, you know, I'm just grateful uh, for this opportunity. Thank uh, Kathy Hughes, the owner of Radio 1 and TV 1 and the whole Urban 1 community for even having this vehicle uh, for us. And then, but the year's not over yet. We still have um, even more to go uh, starting tomorrow. If you got a chance, I want you to put it on your calendar. Come on out to the Noon Yards Eve event uh, tomorrow at... Uh, from 10 to 1 p.m. This is an event that we've now performed for the last three, I'm sorry, six years. And it's an event down at the uh, D.C. waterfront uh, right right next to the Department of Tra- uh, Transportation and uh, not too far from the stadium, uh, and that stadium. But it's so much fun. It's a huge tent. Uh, now, the weather's been pretty good. Uh, in the past, we haven't had heated tents, but the, te- the tents are, he- uh, are heated now. Uh, we, are, we we provide the music, but there's so much other stuff to do from face painting. They have a little trolley that can take you around the yards or a little train. Um, they got balloon drop. You got a little bit of everything. And what we do is we count down uh, uh, to noon, and we have the uh, noon yards eve instead of New Year's Eve for the little ones. So come on out. Check us out. Uh, you can go to the Uncle Devin Show dot com and check out our calendar for more information uh, or you just look up or google noon yards eve for more information uh there and yeah, i dropped my phone i can't be doing that i need to be able to 
get everything situated because um, coming up in, in the tw- in the second half of the show, I'm going to have fellow children's music artist uh, and just a phenomenal person, Susan Pickings, that's going to be uh, joining us by telephone to talk about her wonderful career. And we're going to kind of give an assessment of where the children's music scene is from our perspectives and from her perspective. And that's coming up at 1230 today. But right now, I am honored to have just two phenomenal uh, young people. You know, every chance I get, I want to bring young people into the studio to let them talk, to let them know that they have a voice. Uh, And a couple of weeks ago, I had their father, Jared Ball, Dr. Jared Ball from Morgan State University uh, on the show. And it reminded me that his daughters, I've actually played at uh, their school several years ago. Now, they don't remember me. One of them said they, they do remember Mr. Grasshopper, though. So I'm offended. I want to be remembered. I'm not Mr. Grasshopper. But nonetheless, uh, I'm joking. But uh, I am honored to be, have 13-year-old um, Micey and 12-year-old Marley Ball uh, here on the Uncle Devin Show. Welcome to the Uncle Devin Show. Hi. Hi. Did I get the names right? <clears throat> yes. yes. Okay. All right. That names are very important. And, <laughs> and even I love the word Micey. In fact, uh, that name looks kind of... Um, African. What is there any origin to it? Do you know? Um, well, actually, it's you know, it's a city in Cuba. Yes. And, um, actually, it was my it's my grandmother's nickname oh. that my great grandmother gave to her, wow. and so then I was named after her. Wow. You know what? I've been to Cuba twice, but I've never been there to that to that part. But OK, so you have some a very well, both of your names, I'm sure, are very significant. But uh, thanks for sharing that. So let's just get started. I want to talk a little bit now. This is your show. I want you to feel comfortable to talk about what you what you want to talk about. But I really want to have you all on because I know both of you are, are artists in your own right. Um, one of you. Now, which one is the ballet? I do okay. ballet. You do ballet, okay. And you're a p- pianist? Yes. Okay. So, first of all, talk a little bit about um, getting into that. How did you gravitate toward those two uh, disciplines or those two arts uh, as opposed to all the other things that you can do? And why do you? What, what do you like most about it? Okay, so I, my grandma started teaching me how to play the piano when I was three? 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 Oh, okay. I don't know. Okay. I was yeah. little. Uh-huh. Um, my grandma did start teaching me how to play the piano. And then eventually, you know, we both kind of quit. Okay. I was just <laughs> not really into it. Right. Um, but then my mom started letting me mess around with on the piano using YouTube videos uh-huh. on how to play songs. Okay. And then eventually my parents went to um, a place where they teach, like, different instruments, like the piano and the violin and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then where I met my piano teacher, who I started working with when I was, like, in the first grade, and I uh, practiced with her every once a week. And then we have recitals in the spring and in the fall. Oh, so what style of music do you, do you, do you play, and what style of music do you like to play? It could be two different mm-hmm. things. Okay, so I play, like, classical music. Oh. I'm currently learning the Fur Elise song by Beethoven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I've also played, like... Martha Mier, mm-hmm. and then my dad printed out a Donny Hathaway song, wow. which I forgot the title. <laughs> That's okay. I'm sure you remember, but you know how to play it. I'm terrible with names, I ain't gonna lie. So I, I, <laughs> I'll know a song, but I may not remember the name of the song. And um, So talk a little bit about ballet. What got you into doing ballet? Um, I used to um, go to this um, Montessori school, and there when you go to a certain age you um can try out and well, not really try out well, everyone got to and like i think when you're like three or four you can start doing ballet there in um the school so i started off doing ballet and tap and um when i graduated from that school and went to first grade <clears throat> i my parents we my grandma and i and my mom we all went looking for different um, ballet schools, and there was just this one, and they had um, tap and jazz and modern. So for a couple years, I was doing ballet, tap, and jazz mm-hmm. um, for the concerts. And we have two concerts, one in the winter and one in the spring. What's, what's, what's harder to do, tapping or doing ballet? What do you find easier or, or the hardest? I think that tap and jazz 
like for me i think they're easier i feel like they're just more you know more like relaxing and fun whereas ballets it's i'm not saying that ballet i love ballet and um it's a lot of fun to do but at the same time it's i feel like it's harder you have to um it's very strict on what you need to do. Yeah, and, and because of course with jazz is is improv. You can do more improvisational things, right. but with with classical music and, and and the like, it's generally a lot more discipline. Which I think, if you all haven't heard it, there is a CD by a group. Uh, it's called the Class Brothers, and it's called Classical Meets Cuba. And being with your name from Cuba, you will love it. And they literally take Beethoven and all the cl- the great classics, but they put the little mambo and the jazz mm-hmm. music to it, I think you all would absolutely love it. Now, do you ever dance to her piano playing? Have y'all come up with something? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I played the, um, in the yeah. last recital, I played the Nutcracker song Waltz of the oh, Flowers, yes. and then yeah, she naturally, danced to Oh, okay. Yeah. See? So, it, they, these were not even coordinated, but, you know, around the house. Mm-hmm. Also, <laughs> uh, when she was talking about ballet, I did ballet for, like, a couple years, and okay. then... I was also doing soccer at the same time, hmm. so I had to like make a decision. So I just stopped doing ballet. I mean, it wasn't really my thing anyway. <laughs> okay. So I've been doing soccer since I was like three. But, but there's a connection because then if you ever go back and look at Pele, and how Pele connected uh, the what's the dance? Uh, uh, I always I always have a hard time pronouncing it. The uh, the, the martial arts type of day uh, of. Uh, movements. It, it, I'm gonna look it up in a minute, and how he translated that into soccer to help him to become the the world's famous soccer player. So you can you can still do the ballet while you're doing uh, do, do, doing soccer. Well, I know we're gonna we're gonna take a qu- quick break in a moment, but when we come back, I want to ask you all a question. And you can think about this: What would life be like without the arts? for you could you imagine that yeah okay so we're going to talk a little bit about that in just a minute you're listening to uncle Devin's show here on wol 1450 am here on our last show for 2019 um and and we're looking forward to another wonderful year but uh we want you to uh, just sit sit tight and we're going to come back and again we'll talk a little bit more about uh, about that, and then we're gonna talk a little bit about what you all go through at school. We, I had a great conversation with two young ladies last week, and I want to see if you all can continue that. I know you will. Right here on W O L fourteen fifty A M. Don't you go anywhere. All right, okay. Welcome back to the Uncle Devin Show. I am your host, Uncle Devin. On this last day of twenty nineteen, well, at least the last uh, show. Tomorrow's the last day, and tomorrow you can check us out at Noon Yards Eve. Um, from 10 to 1 here in Washington, D.C., down at in the southwest waterfront. A lot of fun. You're going to have some music. Me and Mr. Grasshopper are going to be providing the sounds, but you're going to also have uh, face painting. And there's a little train ride. There's uh, a whole host of things. And every year is getting larger and, and bigger and better than ever. So come on out and, and join us. Uh, you can go to the Uncle Devin Show dot com uh the, the uncle devin show.com and today's show is brought to you by i am we nation radio go to i am we nation radio the first 24 7 children's music radio station providing family beats for little feet uh you can go to i am we nation.com um and check us out uh i am honored again to have in studio with me um uh, mike uh, micey and micah right no my, I knew I was going to mess it up, and that's why I don't have it from me. Micey and Marley uh, Ball, uh, good for, uh, the daughters of Dr. Uh, Jared Ball, uh, in the studio with us. Um, and the pianist, and by the way, you know a pian- the pianist is a, a percussion instrument? Yeah. Yeah. See, many people don't realize that, but so you're really a percussionist. Yeah, you got to be a percussionist. <laughs> so talk to me a little bit. How important has music been in, uh, music and art been for you all growing up and even in school? It's it's been really like it just like it impacts everything in my life. I mean, I don't know how I could go without it. Um, like ever since I was young, like ever since um, I well, I did one play in um, in when I was like three or four. But in really in the first grade, I just I started doing musicals and plays. And it really has changed my life. Like, mm-hmm. it it's it's a wonderful experience, and I love doing them. And I don't know if I could 
go without singing or dancing in my life. I tell people, kill me now, because if I don't have my music and art, I mean, but that's part of life in and of itself, which is why it's crazy that the first thing schools want to get rid of when there's a budget crunch yeah. is music that, and that art. That is so annoying. Yeah, there was a, yeah. Actually, when, so in my elementary school, they have... Like you can play band and string instruments, but you have to start. You have to start in the third grade if you want to. Mm-hmm. And so when I was in third grade, I started playing the violin, and then I played it. Like I did recitals and stuff all the way into like like when I I'm still playing the violin today. But like in the fifth grade, I started doing solo ensembles where you do um, you like fun, sign a form, pay the money, and then you can do like a solo piece in front of like a judge. And then they like give you feedback and what you can do better and how to hold your instrument. And then you can also do like an ensemble, which is a duet, trio, and a quartet, I think. Mm-hmm. So I like doing solos. And I also like last year I did three. I did a solo, a duet with my best friend, and then um, a quartet, I think, where we played the Pirates of, a Car- of the Caribbean, a song from one of those movies. Okay. And then... I'm, I want to do it again this year. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited. <laughs> yeah, the, okay. actually, um, in our in our elementary school, I remember our um, our music teacher when I'm I this is after I came out of elementary school, but they were going to cut music from that school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, they were like trying to get everyone to send emails to the board. I sent an email. And yes, good for <laughs> you. Yeah, and like trying to get to bring awareness to how important music is and so everyone that was already in middle school that went to our elementary school were just writing emails and trying to contact the board to tell them like hey music is actually really important in our lives and you can't cut it for young children mm-hmm. and then when I was then when she started middle school obviously before me so I would go um see her plays and musicals and then she was in a musical and then it just like showed that the voice can be an instrument because those kids that were doing it could actually sing like really good <laughs> yeah so it showed like and then one of them played a guitar and sang mm-hmm. at the same time so it was like really oh, cool. yeah wow well and and the thing is um the, the society knows how important arts is and, and when the, right. when your father and i were younger Around the time we probably were in junior high school, middle school, that's when they start taking the really cutting the, the funding for for it. And you began to see the increase of people going into jails, getting suspended. It's a direct correlation when you take away life, as I call it, uh, in the form of art um, in schools. And then, of course, historically, um, you know, there was a time when they banned the drum. I don't know if you ever knew that in this country, the uh, African people were not allowed to play the drum at one point. Really. Because, because we were using it to communicate for our freedom. And we were doing it. For, they didn't even realize what it was. It took them 100 some years to realize that we were using it to, to educate and to get our freedom. And then they said, OK, no more, no more drums in school. Wow. And so music has always been a major part. And there is no way that you can have music in the, in, in the world, but definitely in the United States, without the, the, what they call Negro spirituals, which I don't know where that name came from, but people know what we mean when we say it. All American music has its origins coming from there. And right. so that's why it's, it's, it's real important. And by the way, when, um, thanks to my wife, uh, the, the, the art form that I was talking about when we were talking about Pele was um, capoeira. The capoeira dance, so this Brazilian uh, martial arts dance. And he, he could do that, and he... But, they wanted him to just when he went to play soccer, as you probably may, may remember from the movie, they wanted him to be this way, mm-hmm. you know, sort of like they were trying to make uh, Jackson, the, the quarterback at uh, for the Ravens, um, into this quote unquote, whatever, typical quarterback. Whereas he's like, no, let me be me. And that's what Pele said. Let me be me. So he took those moves. And next thing you know, he became like and, and is probably the most famous soccer player in the history of the, of the game. So you all certainly can can do that. But let's talk a little bit about school in the last couple of minutes that we have. And um, well, well, I, um, a friend of mine in Cleveland, all the way in Cleveland, Ohio, has a question. She just posted it. She says, um, "This is a question for Marley. Does um, uh, do you compose music? And if not, do you plan to?" I don't. Mm-hmm. And I maybe at some point. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. All and right. then if I would. I would not be the one singing it. It'd probably be her. 
<laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. How about do you compose dance? Um, yes. Yes. Kind of. Kind uh-huh. of. <laughs> I they uh my cousin and Marley, they like to when we're like messing around, they'll be like do make a dance for us, make a dance for us, and then yeah. I'll like they'll pick a song and mm-hmm. I'll make up a dance for them. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> that's pretty much <laughs> it. Well, thanks, Carla. That's a good question. You know, and I, if if my if I'm not a good comedian at all, but if I could be, I love jokes. And like one of my jokes is uh, is a part time band leader considered a semi conductor? <laughs> so, yeah. Where's the drum roll? But that is anyway. <laughs> You're listening to uh, the Uncle Devin Show here on WOL, 1450 AM, 95, uh, well, no more 95, I, I'm so used to saying that, uh, uh, here on the part of the Radio 1 uh, broadcast, and you're listening to the very talented sisters um, uh, from uh, the Ball family, in fact, um, and Micey and Marley, and uh, we have one phone call that we, I think, you all are bringing in the phone calls. Let me turn this up and make sure we can hear. Welcome to the Uncle Devin Show. Oh, you said Susan is? Oh, okay. Then, in fact, that's our guest coming up in just a minute. Hey, Susan, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing well. What a fun interview today. Yes, well, I I'm, I'm, can't wait to introduce you and talk, and talk with you. And uh, So you can sit tight. If you have something you want to ask the young ladies, you can. But if not, I'll, uh, we'll be, we're going to be talking with you in just a moment. Because where are you calling from, Susan? I forgot what area of the country you're in. I live in Wisconsin, but I'm calling you from Michigan. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, matter of fact, you just sit tight one second, because I want to ask you all a question. We were talking about this outside um, and before in the last couple of minutes that we have. How is it today, to these days for you all as students dealing with the whole active shooting things that goes on in the school? How does that make you feel? What do you all do in schools to prepare for that? And because it's something that, like I said, like we said, your, your, your father and I, we never had to deal with it on that level. We dealt with right. nuclear crisis when we were younger. But <laughs> how, how is it um, for you all? And well, how do you uh, all okay. deal with well, it? Well, so when there was the Parkland shooting, I was in the sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And um, there were actually like two shootings um, uh, kind of around the same time. And there was a walkout. And I was like one of the people, me and a couple of my friends, we kind of organized it because where we live, they were already gonna do it. So we we organized it and we we were like telling everyone about it. And at first it was like, oh, at first people were saying, oh, is it gonna like, are we gonna get in trouble for it? But we, What was the walkout for? Um, to bring awareness to the shootings mm-hmm. and um we walked out and a few of us gave a speech and um we all had um you know we all came outside and we were all um there um a lot of schools around the same area did it and then there was another walkout in the following year i believe no no, no. yeah the following year um because there was an act- another shooting but um, around the time where it like, first started happening, people were getting afraid to go to school. A lot of students were, you know, getting really upset, being they didn't want to go to school anymore. They didn't want, they were afraid to leave their house because they were like, I don't want to get shot. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. 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 Okay, mm-hmm. honestly, shootings terrify me to death, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Um, but then at school we have like lockdowns and stuff Mm -hmm. and then sometimes they do lockdowns but not just for shooting they say if there's something like else dangerous outside Mm -hmm. I remember when I was in fourth grade there was a lockdown and it was like for real for real Mm -hmm. but there wasn't a shooting it was like some kid something I don't even really know Mm -hmm. but it was really serious so we had to um, you know they they turn off the lights covered all the doors locked the doors and all that and then they we had cubbies and so we had to sit, like, I think, like, against the wall, like, underneath, underneath the backpacks, but not really not in the cubbies. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so terrifying that one of my friends actually started crying. And then, honestly, it terrified me because I really thought we were all going to die. Mm-hmm. But we didn't, mm-hmm. thankfully. Honestly, um, yeah, shootings okay. just scare me. Well, just Especially, know, like, when I'm at school. Just know that in your art, you can help anyone who may be dealing with different things you may not ever know who you can touch 
So if you represent love, you represent truth, um, and anytime I have fear, because all of us have fear at times, I will turn that fear into something positive uh, where I can maybe help um, someone um, through what we do. So that's part of life, and I I commend you all because I know it's it's a very, very hard thing to do. Uh, We got one minute left. I'm going to ask you all very quickly, um, who do you most admire in the performing arts? Or uh, who's your like greatest performer? Who do you like the most? You got one minute. Um, who's your favorite? Like artist? our favorite artist? Yeah, who's your favorite artist? Okay, so I have a lot. Okay. Like mm-hmm. some of them are like well, Hispanic singers. Okay. Yeah, and oh. then. Okay, what's your favorite genre? How about that? I like I really like Latin music. Okay, all right. Yeah, true. and um, okay, a little bit of pop. Okay, you know. well, listen, I, and I'm sorry we're gonna we're gonna have to cut it short now. But you yeah. all are absolutely wonderful. You really need to yeah. consider doing some radio, following in your daddy's footsteps. <laughs> you know, he's a phenomenal um, radio host. But thank you all for being here on the show. Uh, happy New Year us. to you all. And if anything comes up in school, you need to get it announced. Let your father know. Come on, we'll let you know. We'll, okay. we'll let the world know about it. Okay, thank you. All right, thank you listening you. to Uncle Devin's show. We'll stand by for Susan Pickings in just a minute. Don't go anywhere. All right. Now, there's the drums. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, welcome back to the Uncle Devin show here on our last show for 2019. And again, I, I just want you to know it really is an honor. I, I can't even begin to, uh, to, to be, you know, just say thanks enough for the creator and for, um, everyone that ha- has pardoned me having a radio show. Um, many times people ask, why are you going to focus on children's music? I mean, even the concept of it and the children and family music, what, what's, what's that all about? But it's important because, um, music as the young ladies had just said is very important to everyone and if we don't have specific music dedicated to um our young people uh we really are doing them a disservice and my next guest on the show is a phenomenal children and family uh artist uh we both are members of the children's music network and as she just mentioned a few minutes ago she's actually calling us from michigan but when you hear a little bit about where she's been and what she's done, her background is just phenomenal. So I am honored to have as um, my last guest for 2019, but certainly not my least, uh, Susan Pickin. Welcome to the Uncle Devin Show. Hi, Uncle Devin. <laughs> How are you Can doing? Can you hear today? me? Okay. Oh yeah, we hear you perfectly. Thank you. Okay, great. Yeah, so so you're in Michigan. So um, are you originally from Michigan? You have family there? Are you, for the, are you there for the holidays? or? Yes, exactly. I grew up in Michigan, and this is where I did all of my formative music training. Okay. Um, you know, going to elementary school and learning. I loved your interview, this last one, because <laughs> I, too, learned the piano, and I learned cello, and I took ballet as well. And I loved what you were talking about, because yeah. ba- ballet is a great groundwork for everything. Like, I was an athlete, too, so... Um, yeah, what, what, what did you play? Fun. Um, I played, um, I ran track, I ran cross country, I played basketball, I played volleyball, and I was a, a skier, played tennis. Okay. I, sports is big in my world. Yeah, that's great. And and there is a connection between the two, though. I mean, it, it's... Yes. And that's what I love about it. You ever hear, when you really see the great um, uh, uh, athletes, whether in track and field, like you say, or, or or whatever field, you actually, if you pay attention, you'll see a rhythm. You'll see how they are. Uh, you know, it, it's almost it's so natural, it's so fluid, and that's how it is in our industry. And 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 I know, you know, you mentioned you played the guitar, you played the cello. Is that what you said? Did I hear you say that? Cello, piano, and ukulele. I was about to say, you left the ukulele out. That's right. (laughs) Phenomenal ukulele. (laughs) So talk to me a little bit. How did you, well, first, tell the audience a little bit about yourself in terms of what you do right now. Because I don't know if you're a primary children, family entertainer, or if you work in schools. What do you do in terms of music? And then we'll talk a little bit about how you even got, uh, you know, to this point in in stage in, in, in your career. 
My current focus is children's music, and I've been doing work in bullying prevention. My latest CD, which came out a couple of years ago, I created an artist-in-residency um, just working with inclusion and equity and bullying prevention through mindfulness and music. Mm, so wow. I, go, I go into elementary schools and work um, work with every grade, and it culminates into a performance for the entire school. How is that generally received, both by the the, the children, but also the, 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 the teachers and administrators? I'm, I mean, I, we, we would assume that, it, you know, definitely people will welcome it, but how, how have you, what has been your experience to you, to you talking about the whole bullying prevention? Um, it's, it, it is well received. Mm-hmm. I will say, I mean, I'm, I'm I would say the kids eat up the music part of it. That's right. Um, when because I've done some of the things that that you do, you're you're somewhat of my um, idol when Aww. I when I look at your when your repertoire of music and the things that you've done, and I and I've I utilize some some of the things that you do, just well, using hip hop and to get kids involved with right. the rhythm of it, and and that they. They eat it up, and they um, want to learn the lyric, but it also opens up conversations, and inevitably there something comes up where a kid wants to volunteer a story about a situation where they've felt they've been bullied. Um, so kids receive it really well. Uh, the administration teachers also receive it. I do find that, and, and I think that's touched upon in the issues around the United States with with money issues, there there's not always funding for this. So I'm most right. oftenly, uh, I'm mo- I'm most often having a hard time speaking. That's okay. <laughs> most mm-hmm. often paid for by um, parent teacher organizations. Right. They end up hiring me and um, bring me into the school for the project that so, we do. So in October 2016, is that that's when you released School of Life, which is your uh, bully prevention. Oh. Um, Correct. Okay. Yeah. And I see that you you have songs on it. Well, first of all, you know you you have hip hop, rap, reggae, pop, jazz, and American Americana for youth appeal, uh, and you have a mix of um, I guess a whole host of different things. Now, and I noticed that there's you have the school of life and then school and life in session, and that that's your residency that you were speaking of. Is that correct? Or what is there exactly is that two separate? That's- yeah, there. Okay, there's a there's a little bit of a duplication. The School of Life has 13 tracks on it, and the first five tracks are the songs that I use in the School of Life Artist in Residency. Mm-hmm. So the School of Life in Session is one that a school could utilize or a music teacher because I've included um, karaoke tracks or instrumental tracks that kids could sing along with. So if a school wants to do the song for a performance after I've I've gone. Mm-hmm. They can they have a music track for it. Okay, so if if there's someone that's not familiar with what a residency is, how would you describe a residency or to work your residency, and especially if someone wants to hire you uh, to come into their school? Um, yes, thank you for asking. It's um, a lot of artists do this and do it differently. The way I do it is I I come into a school and I spend generally three days. I can get through um, every grade and and different schools, um, different schools, we, we work it out, the scheduling out differently, but I like to work with each grade individually and I teach them a different song uh, regarding the topics that we're talking about. One is kindness. One is celebrating our uniqueness. One is diversity, and one is uh, one of the songs is called "No Bully." And so I teach one of those songs to the different grades, and we talk a lot about the topic and um, both prevention and intervention mm-hmm. uh, of this through mindfulness and some of the social emotional learning skills that help can help a child navigate. Um, what to do in right. these situations, and also that transfers into hopefully life, not okay. just in bullying situations, but yeah. some mindfulness um, ha- skills okay. that we talk about and we practice. Have you sent a copy of your bullying CD to uh, the White House? 
I didn't know if you um, took the time to do that. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I'm just saying, you don't never know. Where <laughs> yeah, I haven't, but that's a great idea. I, I've, I, I have thought about that since bullying well, prevention is, she's, uh, Milani is mostly into cyberbullying, but the, mm-hmm. the tenants of bullying yeah. are consistent all the way across, whether it's digital or if it's in person in a schoolyard or Absolutely. Uh, in but, the neighborhood. But I really would send it there. I mean, just, you know, for that, you know, I, I, I joke on one level, but, um, you know, we I had a guest on my show a little while ago, Willie Wow, who um, just one day sent his music into the White House underneath uh, the Obama administration. And next thing you know, you know, he was working with um, with the first lady then to, um, uh, you know, to and, and it just catapulted his career. So you never know where those things may go. And um um, and I believe that your CD should be uh, issued to schools around the, the country um, and in your, in your curriculum used uh, to be able to help, you know, just with this whole issue of bullying, because it still is pretty, pretty tragic. And again, you're listening to Uncle Devin here on WOL 1450 AM. If you want to join the conversation, you can give us a call at one 800 Four five zero seven eight seven six. That's one eight hundred four five zero seven eight seven six. And I just want to let you know that Dennis Gallant uh, says hello, Susan. Um, is following us on our uh, Uncle Devin Facebook page. Hi, Dennis. <laughs> All right. Now, talk a little bit more about some of your other music because I, I know that. Um, uh, well, uh, you know, you you have what, what, five recordings. Uh, I know one is called "Down in Your Soul." Yes. Okay, and that came out uh, in 2008. Talk a little bit about that CD and and uh, what, what can people expect when they listen to it? A lot of my music is message-driven, message which I think is the reason I landed uh, moving into uh, the children's world. And, and that particular CD, uh, I wrote all of it on the piano. Was, mm. So it's piano-focused, but I have other in- musicians accompanying me and it's about uh, the the song down in your soul is about the answers that lie within and so it's a positive cd that that talks about you know there there one of the songs is uh, ain't no mistake that if you reframe something that you might consider a mistake and treat it as a learning opportunity you can actually Turn it into something positive in your in your memory that you're moving forward from the learned event rather than focusing on the negative and and the, a lot of the songs have have that type of um, focus. Sorry, there's a phone ringing well, in the okay. background. That's I don't okay. know if you can hear it. Yeah. So okay. yeah, the, so it's positive messaging mm-hmm. that um, probably lessons that I've learned and. And hoping to share. Okay. And, um, and and then, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I, then I was just going to talk about um, the next CD that I did. Is that Take was Three? Wonder in the Wander. Oh, Wonder in the Wander. Well, you know what? You're right. Take Three. Take Three uh, was more of an, e, an EP with three songs on it. Mm-hmm. And um, that... Uh, I was doing because I, I was releasing something for a tour that I did. Oh, <laughs> so okay. It only has it only has three songs, right. and then Wonder in the Wander actually contains one of the songs from Take Three, uh, Wonder in the Wander, which is about the universal human connection. And I wrote it while I was on a safari in Tanzania with wow. my family, and I just was I, I've had a lot of different careers in my life mm-hmm. and I've done extensive international travel. And one of the things that I've always been in awe of in my travel is the universal human connection yes. and the synchronicity that you can, um, the synchronicity that happens if you're open to it, if your okay. eyes are open and you're willing right. to, to hear it and see it, right. even if it's in the grocery store line okay. while and- you're, and You're so, waiting, chatting with somebody. You might find you have a long lost cousin that we, we have to take a quick. Or... We have to take a quick break, Susan. Um, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about your Irish background and the work work you've done in Celtic music. When we come back, you're listening to Uncle Devin here on WOL, fourteen fifty a.m. 
show. Come on! Uncle Devin. All right, welcome back. I am Uncle Devin, the children's drum cushionist. And welcome back to WOL 1450 AM uh, here on this uh, last Monday before the new year. Uh, the show is brought to you by I Am We Nation Radio. Uh, we provide family, the best in family entertainment with family music, uh, family beats, or what we say, a global beat for little feet. Uh, here you can listen to music of all types of genres uh, beyond the status quo, which will include hip-hop, jazz, go-go, and more. Uh, just go to IamWeNation.com. That's IamWeNation.com. And um, and also, um, uh, we have, uh, I want to make sure that I, um, I mentioned that coming up in January, we have a wonderful lineup uh, that we're setting up uh, next Monday. We're going to have Dr. Stephanie Powell, uh, on our show, and we're going to talk about the issue of human trafficking uh, and sex trafficking and its impact um, in the world and uh, the role that music adultification plays in that. That's on the six. Uh, I have Little Reggie, uh, Books for Children and Children's Music. That's going to be uh, on our show on the 13th of January. Uh, for those uh, who are interested and love the sounds of blackness, on January 20th, we got the one and only and Nesby, that's going to be um, here. And we're going to be talking about music that is appropriate for children. Uh, and then on the 27th of January, we got uh, uh, Emmy Award winning actor, singer and children's author Terrence Terrell. Uh, that's going to be on to talk about uh, his his mu his books and music for children of color. And I believe we're going to have a, a nice interview with uh, Raheem Devon. So we got a lot going on in January. So stay tuned right here on WOL. But right now, my guest is the one and only uh, Susan Picking, a wonderful uh, musician uh, from guitar, ukulele, uh, cello, uh, and uh, and also an all-pro athlete, I hear. <laughs> but she's on the, on the phone line calling in from Michigan. And, and when we left off, I wanted to talk a little bit, and I actually um, I meant to say Celtic music. You, you, you are of Irish descent, um, and I know you've done some work with um, – uh, you know, talk a little bit about that influence and some of the work you've you done in the area of, of Celtic music and others from around, other music genres around the world. That you're right. I am of Irish descent. That's my ancestral um, path. Although, you know what? I I did that. I did get one of those boxes of 23 and Me that I need to check out exactly where I'm from. But I have a great interest and attraction to Celtic music, and I studied it privately. The The genre that I was working on was called Sean Nose, which is often most um, a cappella singing, and it's in Gaelic. There are translations now. So I did, I did learn both some Gaelic, and uh, I most frequently did English translated singing and I would participate in Celtic circles and uh, I have most recently just been talking with my cousin who is a beautiful singer too about maybe doing a Celtic a Celtic project hmm. CD, uh, that I thought would be really great to do some Celtic children's music and I, I was just checking in with my Irish community and a lot of times there isn't just Irish children's music. It's music for all, and some of the kids learn, you know, the the music that is known to all people, but it's not necessarily just for children. And some of them were sung in bars and a little bit maybe off color, but yes. the kids learn them. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you know, we we and I don't know whether whether uh, in the many circles of the especially the children's music network, we we talk about the importance of just there being music specifically for children. So I'm glad to hear that you're considering doing music just for children. Why do you think that that's important? I think it is so important to have because, well, music is an amazing teaching tool. And right. it's not only amazing teaching tool for like a school subject, 
but it's an or learning music, but it's an it's amazing for teaching values. It's amazing for having fun. And I think that's a big part of learning that it's amazing for creativity. There's so many things that can be taught through music uh, as a vehicle. And I think it's great to have language that's um, at the cognitive developmental level of the yes. child so they can understand it mm-hmm. um, and appropriate because there are, there are concepts and there mm-hmm. is language that's inappropriate and popular in popular music that Absolutely. doesn't really serve a child and their, their growth and their mm-hmm. um, development. Right. You know, um, and, and before we go any further, how can someone reach you? Where's, where can they go to purchase your music or to hire you to come to their school or do a, a, do a performance? My website is a great place to do that. And it's my name, SusanPicking.com, so it's S-U-S-A-N-P-I-C-K-I-N-G.com, and there is a contact page on that. Um, You can also through my Gmail, SusanPicking at Gmail.com, and I will respond. (laughs) I'd love love to come out to schools and, and share my music. Well, and and I and I hope that people will call and and purchase the music. I mean, nowadays across the board, people generally don't buy music. Um, you know, True. there's so many different platforms for it. But you, if you think it's difficult for you know g- artists in general, it becomes a little more difficult for us as art children artists because the the concept of what we do still hasn't taken hold in in, in the in the importance of what we do still hasn't taken hold. So make sure you, you reach out to uh, Susan Picking. Uh, and it, there's no S at the end of the uh, Picking. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, so it's S-U-S-A-N-P-I-C-K-I-N-G.com. And and it's funny, as we were sitting here, I just got an email from the folks that are, I guess they have some work to deal with Ella Jenkins, the great Ella Jenkins. And... Growing up, well, I didn't. I, I, I'm really just becoming uh, aware of her music over the last really ten years. I really don't remember knowing much about her growing up. But Ella Jenkins is known as the first lady of children's music, um, and she's still living. I think she's in her mid nineties now. But someone just sent an email to me about. Um, uh, I believe that uh, there's a. They have some recently unearthed. Uh, holiday songs that she she produced and that they're offering it as an as a as an option for folks but uh have you studied or done much listening of the music of Ella Jenkins You know that this is interesting I have not mm-hmm. done it since I've been a musician mm-hmm. my mom was a kindergarten teacher mm-hmm. and she used to play some of oh, her music really? in her in her kindergarten classroom Okay so that it's Yes, and you know what? Like, like you were talking with your previous interview about going back to the the basics. That's I should go back to the basics of of the you know the real leaders in this genre and study what they've done because there are some treasures. Yeah, in that. And she is truly a, a gift in our culture. Well, there's so many, and and that's why I'm even grateful for like let's say the Children's Music Network. You know the. the how they've taught me about artists that I've never heard of before. And sometimes I'm embarrassed, you know, Ella Jenkins, you know, from the black community and I didn't know who she was and I had to learn it from others, but I'm grateful because now, you know, my whole repertoire has, is increased just by knowing the work that she's done uh, on her own. And she's in the Smithsonian, um, you know, uh, uh, what is it? The, um, uh, uh, one of the Smithsonian institutes where all of her music is, is located, um, which is you know wow. tremendous. And speaking of such, have you ever come to DC for any of the folk life festivals or for the music festivals that they have on the mall? Because I, I I know that they they generally have music from around the world when they do have different events. Have you ever come here for that? I have not. But I'm coming for a conference in September, and I have spoken to um, a couple people about that because I would love to have that opportunity. That would be really special. I would really enjoy doing something like that. 
Well, then now that I know that you're coming in September, you got to make sure you look us up. We may have to have you come directly in the studio if you if you're uh, if you're able to at that time. But even if not, we can just break, break bread and just yeah. break out the instruments and just have some fun. Um, yeah. Okay. So uh, again, Susan, give your contact information again um, uh, on how people can reach you. It's um, susanpicking.com, S-U-S-A-N-P-I-C-K-I-N-G.com. And it does have all of my social media um, platforms and the links there, as well as my music where it's available. It's available on iTunes, Amazon, mm-hmm. Spotify, and, and it'll, the links are all active there if you want to check it out. Okay. And I did quickly want to say sure. something that I, I just – really agree with you and connect to to what you said about love and truth really speaks um, in turning something positive out of fear. And I think that's a really, that's a really authentic um, and important value to me that I feel like my music, that's really where my music is coming from. And I think that's really important with kids and in, and in our culture in creating a kind community that you've talked about some of the issues that we have culturally. And the girls did, too, with their fears that are going on. You know, and we talk about it a lot, not avoiding our fears or our emotions, but recognizing them and then channeling it in a whole different way. And and, and, and that's why I wanted them to know that. And I'm, I'm learning that still at 52. I'm still learning how to do that and um, and, and, and why it's important. So, um so again, Susan, I want to thank you for being a wonderful guest here on the Uncle Devin Show. I wish you a, a happy new year, and I look forward to connecting with you um, as the year progresses. Truly an honor. Thank you. Wishing you the best in the new year. And I, your lineup is just spectacular in January, <laughs> so it'll kick us off to an inspirational new year with the, your guest coming up. So thank you. You're welcome. And thank you for listening to the audience. Um, I want to thank Forrest Harrison that reached out to us from Compton, California. Thank you for, for the contact. And Happy New Year to everyone. We will see you in 2020 right here on the Uncle Devin Show. And remember, life is a drum, so beat it. <laughs>